Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, Rebecca Gordon, you are an entrepreneurial astrologer. This should be fun. And uh, again, you are the founder of Rebecca Gordon Astrology on the web at RebeccaGordonAstrology.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. So, all right. So what does an entrepreneurial astrologer do? Well, essentially what I do is I translate the symbols of the heavenly bodies, the planets, into everyday life activities. So Mm -hmm. pretty much I'm a translator. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneurial astrologer, what I do is I like to look at people in as far as what is their greatest talent and skill set, astrologically speaking, Mm -hmm. Uh, see where your genius is at. But instead of doing it from a personality test or anything like that, I do it from your star chart. So in other words, I would look at you and see what element you're strong in, I created something called the ecosystems method. And then as an entrepreneur, I would help you to hire out and figure out exactly where to delegate based on your astrological genius. So I do a lot of team building work with this. Um, I help people decide when to launch companies, decide when to launch campaigns, basically when to hustle, when to flow, all of that based on the cosmic cycles. Lest anybody think, wait a minute, astrology, is this just somebody that's just picked this up in their part-time? Um, Rebecca, you you are very, very well known. Been in New York Times, Vogue, Bazaar. You've been in about every media outlet, and you have worked with some big companies. Who have you had the opportunity of working with? You've been, a, well, here's, here's a screenshot of you on the Dr. Oz show. Uh, oh my gosh, here's more press, CNN, NPR, The New Yorker, Financial Times, Oprah Magazine, Forbes. You've been around, Rebecca. Congratulations on this. Thank you. I have. Well, I've just been doing my job, really. I mean, I've been sitting here for the most part, uh, bringing, my goal has always been to make astrology something that is digestible, relatable to the everyday person. And uh, I mean, I come from a very practical standpoint, being an astrologer, I'd consider myself a practical person too. So in other words, um, what, you know, specifically, um, I've done a lot of work with companies like Gary V, uh, VaynerMedia and Adobe, creating team building exercises using some of these methods I've built and, and built out and created. But my goal has always been to make astrology relatable and something that can actually help people in their daily lives. Uh, So I tend to see myself as someone that brings complexity into simplicity. And uh, yes, as you mentioned, I've written for all of these media sources. Um, So in other words, like I I wrote, uh, for example, health and astrology, bringing it into the realm of health. I wrote a book on your body and the stars with a doctor and that's sort of why uh, Dr. Oz contacted us and we've been going on quarterly to speak about how it relates to your body. 
Um, I relate astrology to the market, to Bitcoin, to the financial cycle, everything uh, pretty much. It is simply the study of pattern recognition. So Josh, you can pretty much look at the patterns for everything astrological. Mm-hmm. And so uh, obviously, you know, and I've interviewed several people and, uh, you know, you know, personality driven leadership and, you know, and, and, you know, being able to know what one's strengths and weaknesses are, how to, you know, shore up your weaknesses, but how to really focus on your strengths. We've seen this a lot. And so I guess, Rebecca, what I'd love for you to do is, you know, help me and or someone who is like, astrology, what? Get out of here, right? That's not science-based. Help, help, help me out. Sure. So I, I love that you come from that space because, I mean, I actually began as a skeptic myself mm-hmm. and uh, I was into astronomy, which is science-based, way before I discovered astrology. And when I first found out of astrology, I was like, hey, wait a minute, how can this actually be true? How can the planets have anything to do and correlate with our life on Earth? Uh, Though the more I researched it, the more I was compelled. And let me give you an example, Josh. So let's think of the moon, right? When there is a full moon, statistics show that there are more births, there are more people in ER, there's actually more accidents, there's a lot more happening on planet Earth aside from the tides rising when there's a full moon. When we're, as of where, when we're recording this right now, my wife and I, you know, it's really interesting that you're talking about this because last night I was driving back with my wife and I was just so, the the moon was perfectly full last night. And it was so funny that we're talking about this because I, as I was driving the highway, the moon was right in front of us. And I just, you know, I was just staring at the moon and just, marveling and, and, and in, at the gratitude that I had for the moon, right? And it's like, here's this, this moon is just always revolving around us. And like, it's always been there. And, you know, just, you know, appreciating the, the texture that I could make, you know, that you can make out on it, you know, as, as you get to stare at, you know, when it's really big and beautiful. So that, that's so funny that you're mentioning this. Well, you know, on that note, I'm, you know, I was I write about every full moon, and this full moon I specifically wrote with the angle from the planet Uranus uh, in Mars, where it denotes sudden changes, and that was squaring uh, to the Sun and Jupiter. I said we can expect to see dramatic spikes in the markets mm-hmm. and dramatic changes in the markets, the financial markets, along with this full moon. Now, this was As if when we're recording this, boy, is that the truth? <laughs> right. So this was obviously I wrote this way before the whole GameStop yeah, shenanigans right. happened. So right now we're recording this and we're seeing the GameStop stock just skyrocket like crazy. Yes. And if you look back to what I wrote about a week ago, you'll see that it was speaking about this full moon and how markets are going to go crazy. And that's in my previous blog post. Mm. So essentially, um, you know, astrology is a lot like looking at market trends. Basically, we look at patterns, we look at what's happened, and we make predictions and projections as to Mm. what may happen based on that. Um, So this full moon is mighty intense, and and it's in Leo. It was quite quite beautiful, too. and, and that's a great, also a great example of how I teach entrepreneurs to work with the natural cycles. Like I basically tell entrepreneurs to not begin anything brand new. A new venture is not necessarily good to begin on a full moon because 
you read the farmer's almanac or for anything, for any purposes, mm. full moons are times of completions and endings. And if you do try to begin anything on a full moon, it will simply spill over the top. Uh, it's a time of culminations and endings. So mm. um, that's actually a, a wonderful example uh, that something that entrepreneurs can use in their life to begin things on new moons and culminate and finalize and close carts on full moons. So just know then that if there's a full moon, you are more prone to maybe kind of wild, not wild. I mean, like, um, be careful. <laughs> Your brilliant idea. Whoa, 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 step that down just a little bit. It's a full moon out. You might be, you know, it's kind of like, um, <laughs> you know, if you've had a couple of glasses of wine or something like that. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Why don't you think, why don't you pause and think on that just a little bit. Full moon. Great analogy. Yeah, it's it's taking in the harvest. You do you basically need to listen, observe, take in the harvest versus mm -hmm. put out energy. Exactly. So it's astrology is pretty much about being in harmony with the natural cycles. And and that's the simplicity of it. And when you do harmonize your life to the natural cycles, you can triple your success. Mm. Okay. So I think most people, when they think of astrology, they say, well, I was born on blah, blah, blah. So therefore I'm a Leo or a Gemini or whatever. And so therefore I can read my horoscope and that's, that's all that astrology is. <laughs> exactly. Many people feel that horoscopes are all that astrology is. And it's funny because astrology has been around for thousands and thousands of years, right? People yeah. have yeah. been correlating the movement of the planetary bodies to earthly events for thousands of years. Horoscopes, however, were simply an advent of the last 50 years. They're fairly new oh. in the collective. They're not something that's been around forever. Uh, that's a pretty new. Before that, people were doing natal charts. So uh, your horoscope shows your sun sign, right? Which is the sign uh, that the sun appeared to be in at the time you were born. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's just one tiny, tiny part of your astrological chart. You have a Venus sign that shows your patterns in love, a Mercury sign that shows your patterns of thought, a Jupiter sign that shows your patterns of luck, a Saturn sign that shows your inhibitions, perhaps. You know, so we have many, many parts to us. And I like to look at it as an ecosystem. Uh, so your sun sign is just one small part of the whole equation. Yeah. All right. So um, in terms of value, let's say, for example, um, you know, working with VaynerMedia, what what was the work that you provide or what, what did you do with them? Great question. So what we did for the most part was when I work with a team, I go in and I have all of the team members astrological charts ready. So mm -hmm. I simplify it into what I call the, their business charts, which shows their genius, their strength their talents, as well as their challenges and what they should lead with. So this was a team building workshop. What I also did was I looked at the chart of the origin of the company when VaynerMedia became a company, the inception date. And we look at that chart too. Mm -hmm. So essentially we got into small groups and we got people to really understand their team members. We did exercises, all sorts of things. And people said to me afterwards, they were like, you know what? 
I thought that Strengths Finder was poignant, but this is like Strengths Finder on steroids. This ah. is like like 20 times the value of that. Mm. Um, and what we also found from the workshop with VaynerMedia and various other companies too, is that other team members realized hidden strengths that that uh, you know their their colleague might have, and we might say, "Hey, you you do have that strength with the public. Do you feel that?" And they would say, "Yes." And then a, t- a lot of the team members would say, "Then why are you hiding there? We should put you in the front lines. We should mm-hmm. have you more speaking to speaking to the customers." And then they felt great about that. And I've actually kept up with teams there uh, for months there on after the team building workshop, and they let me know how things are going. So I've even seen some repositioning happening on mm-hmm. teams uh, that I've worked with as well. Um, and that's really great to see kind of the progress as they work together and they integrate some of the things that they've learned. Um, we also look at the year ahead for the company sometimes and where the world is going. Uh, for example, the fact that Jupiter and Saturn are in Aquarius right now and what that means for technology and AI. And based on the company chart, we also make projections. Um, when I worked with Adobe, we had a lot of fun looking at those inception dates in the garage in Palo Alto or wherever it was created. And uh, what you often find is that the DNA within a company and the chart uh, elements there are also found within the team members. So it's very it's fascinating to see how a company attracts team members that mimic its own DNA naturally. Yeah. All right. So you got your hands on <laughs> some, what what'd you, what do you know about me? I guess someone, someone revealed some information about me and I understand that you, uh, you, you've kind of looked that up. I have, in fact, I have your astrological chart right here, Josh. All right. I, I don't know what you're about to tell me. Matter of fact, it, before we started hitting record, I'm like, no, don't, don't, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm open. Oh, please, please. Uh, I, I'm tell tell me more. Okay, so I'm going to start with the fact that you lead with the element of water, and in astrology, there's four elements: fire, earth, air, and water. Um, and when I say lead with water, that means that your sun sign is in Scorpio and your moon sign is Pisces. That means you have a double water signature. So, sun in Scorpio, moon in Pisces. Now, when I saw that signature, my mind went like, wait a minute, I know that signature from somewhere. Um, and I want to explain it to you in a minute, but mm-hmm. do you know who else has that same chart signature you do? Tell me more. Another, I know. Another well-known entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, you okay. have mm-hmm. the exact same signature in your chart. Mm-hmm. Sun in Scorpio, moon in Pisces. I thought that's interesting because not many people would imagine that you or Gary Vee necessarily lead with the water element. The water is the element of intuition and tuning into the currents of where the collective's at and where it's going. And also it is a symbol of your connectivity to the humanity, to the people, like the sense of um, being sensitive, understanding, connecting to your team and your company on, on an emotive level. Yeah, uh, and also Empathic. where the it, it sounds like em- empathy might fit in there. That's exactly the word yeah. uh, that water is. You nailed it. It is the realm of empathy. Mm. So it would seem that you lead with feeling and empathy, 
and even sensing the trends and where we are going collectively. Your instinct and your intuition are actually your strongest faculties. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to, well, look, I I don't want to sound because those all sound like compliments right now. (laughs) So because we're in a, in, we're in a room of others, I should say, no, I, you know, (laughs) um, no, that's, I, I would say of the areas that I feel particularly sensitive to, I I would say, absolutely. Right. It, It, you know, if there's one, you know, thing that I've really appreciate, you know, self reflective on just you know, really focused on is, you know, feeling someone else's feeling and, and feeling with them, um, you know, and, and, and uh, yeah, so I, I appreciate it. That's, I can't disagree with that. There's another part to it too. Um, can I add a layer to it? Please. <laughs> okay. So not only is it heavy water signature, but we'll talk about the type of water. Your yeah. son is in the sign of Scorpio. So the kind of water that Scorpio is, is um, extreme, like you can sense, it's a very strategic sign. You can sense others' motivations very easily. You can sense sort of like those pins that go down to the center of the earth that sense when the hurricane or the the storm is coming. Um, I mean, earthquake. Uh, So Scorpio tends to be not only extremely strategic Mm -hmm. and instinctual, but also it is the sign that actually can see the bigger picture and mm. then plan accordingly to that. So there's this really high level of strategy and sensing and using instincts um, with the Scorpio sun. Now the Pisces yeah. moon is the very empathic part of you mm-hmm. where you can connect so deeply and emotionally to the others. And uh, I would imagine there's, there's a lot of real heart and soul and connectivity within your team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. I would agree with that. You know, that's funny because, you know, most people are like, um, so you should, I'm a Scorpio. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I, you know, I think you think of Scorpios as, you know, kind of like, don't mess with a Scorpio because you might get stung, which I'm like, I don't identify with that at all. Like, and so, um, you know, passionate maybe because i think that's another stereotype of scorpios i i don't know so that's why i kind of like i'm not sure that you know that that alone but it sounds like you have different understandings of that sun sign that then i think what i've heard the old kind of traditional i mean what i've been doing with uh, my own work and with my astrology for entrepreneurs class as well as the team building work is really looking at all of this from a business perspective and based on your strengths where, where you would most likely first need to hire out and delegate and building a team based on that, uh, you know, also launch dates and things like that based on your chart. The other interesting part about you, Josh, is that you have the planet Mars, your planet of action in the sign of innovation, Aquarius. Mm. So this shows a strong mark of innovation. Your Mars is like your chi, your energy mm. moves through the sign of air, the sign of mental agility, and innovation, the new. Um, so that's also uh, part of your chart. I mean, it, we can go into it all, but you know, maybe that's, that's for interesting. Time. <laughs> and again, these all sound like really great compliments. So I thank you for that. Sure. Uh, but but where might I look at this and go, whoa, whoa, whoa you better watch out for this because this is definitely a negative. What's the great bad pressure. news is what I'm asking, Rebecca. <laughs> so the first thing I would look at there is for what is the missing element. And the missing element for you is earth. So if I was going to say the first thing that 
from if I was going to look at your chart from a business perspective, the earthly things are about like sleeping, eating, schedule, like making time for you and your body to take care of yourself. So that is the missing element, Earth. And I would probably- yeah, I didn't um, even understand what you just said there. No, no I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I, yes, I, I do that. But no, I, that's, that's fascinating because, um, yeah. Now, wait a minute. So my skeptic brain is going, wait a minute, is what you're saying, does this apply to everyone, right? Because it's kind of like, uh, you know, so forgive me, but I'm just going to, I'm asking that because sometimes you'll see with like, you know, oh, I'm Madam Fortune Teller, right? And then they give you an answer like, well, wait a minute, that would apply to everybody. It sounds specific, right? Do you consider yourself blank? And it's like, well, wait a minute, everyone considers themselves. So obviously there's that question, right? Is or, you know, yes, I resonate with what you're telling me, um, but it is, would everybody resonate with what you've described? I don't know. So someone well, listening to this right now clearly would know, oh, what she just said to Josh? Yeah, no, that ain't me. <laughs> well, every chart is completely unique. Like yeah. you were born at a specific time and date and place that will never exist again in the entire history of the world. Yeah. It's like your thumbprint. Nobody else can have that chart. Um, and there is so many other nuanced, unique elements of your chart. And usually when I uh, complete readings for people, it takes about an hour and a half. Oh my. You know? So it's something, I mean, I was booking like almost a year out in advance during 2020 in the pandemic. Yeah. And that's when we created the RGA network where I, you know, I took astrologers who had been certified under me um, for the last decade. And I, decided to write, raise them up as astrologers too. We had to build a system for that. Um, so uh, because they were booked so far and readings do take a while to prepare and, and they are, um, they're lengthy. So we're perhaps now covering like the, the top line information, yeah, um, but yeah. there's many, many layers to, to you and they're extremely nuanced and specific. Well, this is, I'm all very flattered by this. Um, and so Rebecca, in terms of then making sure, like, so obviously someone can go to RebeccaGordonAstrology.com and, or how else aside from, you know, being able to work with you and receive a reading, I don't know if that's even available, but how else do you work with people? So I, my main thing has actually been teaching I mean, mm. I do readings still, and I love to do readings, but um, when I first, uh, I grew up with astrology as well from a very young age, I came into contact with it. And uh, the first thing I realized in my 20s when I started to take it more seriously as there, there was a definitive lack of uh, an education system around it, mm -hmm. Some, like sure. a group you could study with. And I was, I considered myself lucky enough to find mentors uh, that, you know, would show me the ropes and guide me. And, and that was a blessing, but I realized very quickly, not everybody might've had that opportunity. So within starting an astrological business, I think at age 24, um, the first thing I wanted to do was open up a school. And I was mm. a pretty ambitious 24 year old because I just thought, well, I don't know everything, but what I know I'm going to teach and I'm going to create the community that I couldn't find because I thought, hey, if I am looking for this, there must be other people in need of this too. And so I built the school, not, I mean, not brick and mortar built it, but you know, I created a program, a curriculum, and uh, started to put the word out. Now, when online education hit, 
it, the school just like blew up as suddenly uh, Zoom was there and people all across the globe were coming into my programs mm. and wanting to learn more. So I think that was around, I don't know, like 2013 when it really started to blow up with the advent of online education just becoming more of a big thing. Um, and I think I was one of the first astrologers actually on Zoom. Remember WebEx when we all switched over? And uh, and uh, that was a game changer. And I realized how many people that wanted to learn astrology that did not want to become astrologers per se. Right. And that's right. why I created the course Astrology for Entrepreneurs, because I realized how many people could really just wanted to use astrology in their life in a practical way and to be in more harmony with the cosmic cycles, uh, whether they're an entrepreneur or not. And, and I do see the role of an entrepreneur um, kind of like a magician. You're basically pulling an idea from the ethers and you're galvanizing it into the world, you know? And so that's pretty much what we do in life. So I, I called it astrology for entrepreneurs, which certainly does attract a lot of entrepreneurs from across the globe, but I think it also brings in people that do just want to integrate astrology in practical ways into their everyday life. So I would say what I'm mostly doing these days is the school, and we have a full year-round curriculum of classes. Um, I have beginners, intermediate, um, astrology of love and relationships. Entrepreneurs is our most popular class to this day, and we're running mm -hmm. it right now. And uh, this is we're still getting signups in. This is actually one of my favorite courses to teach too, because I feel like, you know, as any entrepreneur, um, you know, I started the journey around 15 years ago and did my fair share of expensive mistakes and learned a lot of lessons down yeah, the road. Yeah. So I feel like I have a lot to share with people. I'm pretty generous. And as far as like the actual entrepreneurial advice I share to my audits of all the CRMs and things like that, even, um, but so that's been um, the beginner's astrology class is also our signature class too. Mm -hmm. So um, that's pretty much what I'm doing these days is teaching. I, I do host an array of free webinars throughout the year. if People just want to have a taste. And, um, and I guess um, from that perspective too, we built the RGA network this year, which is a network of some of our top alumni graduates over the last decade. And uh, simply, I was getting too booked up. And as I said, it's a way that, you know, the public could have access to an astrological reading um, in a shorter time span without having to wait. Yeah. My, my calendar was, and also to lift up great talent in the world. Like there's so many wonderful astrologers I just wanted to help. So pretty much what I'm doing now is running the network um, of astrologers and the school, uh, as well as I'm still doing readings. I love staying on the ground level and working one-to-one. Uh, reading and and mentorships. I still do mentorships as well and thoroughly enjoy that. So yeah. I guess that's the nutshell of what I'm up to, Josh. <laughs> so Rebecca Gordon astrology.com and you could see um you know as I'm going through your uh astrology school page. So you click on classes, you click on astrology school and you can see um looks like three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, about, about 20 different Courses and they get pretty um pretty granular too, based on what your interest is, relationships, professional, that sort of thing. I appreciate this. Rebecca, very, very cool. Um, again, Rebecca Gordon Astrology.com. Rebecca, thank you so much for this. Has been a lot of fun. And uh hopefully um I, we can continue the conversation uh, after uh after we hit stop here. Uh, because I want to know what else you know about me. 
Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.